Yo, what up? Top of the top, episode 79, Stash House Podcast. Your boy Tyler checking in. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. This week's topics, man, a good bit of news to get to, a good news week. Also, man, new music, Tiana Taylor, Wale, some more artists dropped some albums. Also, my confusion with the whole No Name, J. Cole, back and forth on Twitter, and they release songs, so I'm getting that and some more. So sit back, relax, enjoy episode 79, Stash House Podcast. Let's get it. Yo, what up, what up? Episode 79, Stash House Podcast. Your boy Tyler checking in, man. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. First time listeners, welcome. Appreciate you. If you tune in weekly, man, shout out to you. And it's just an episode, you saw some topics you may want to hear about. Salute to you all. So like, share, subscribe, retweet, whatever you do to help support the podcast. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Also, finally, after almost two years of doing the podcast, I finally made social media pages strictly for the podcast, so I don't have to, if I want to have a discussion or keep you guys up to date with any show cancellations or uh, guests on the show, just go to that Stash House Podcast on Facebook, Stash House Podcast on Twitter, and Stash House Podcast on Instagram. Don't forget, the podcast available on multiple platforms, Anchor App, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a lot more, man. So thank you for the continued support throughout the whole journey. And, uh, yeah, like I said before, like I say many times, just different ways of leveling up, leveling up the podcast. First, I'm going to get some guests on. Then we're going to get the social media pages going, um, promotions, still working on videos. It's just the thing with the video, <clears throat> the thing with the video, man, is just really getting your image out there more. <clears throat> And uh, that's a slow process, but it's definitely coming around, man. So if you haven't already, follow all the social media pages for the podcast. Stay up to date with everything going on um, for the podcast. Hope everybody stays safe. Last week, man, uh, last weekend, uh, good vibes all weekend for me personally. It was Juneteenth. That's one. (laughs) Juneteenth, that's one. And, of course, Father's Day. I'm yet to be blessed with a child of my own, but salute to all the fathers out there, man, from family, friends, people I just know through social media, just everybody, man. Uh, if, you, if you're listening, you're a father, shout out to you if you're listening. Uh, show, show your dad some love my way from Stash House Podcast. It was great to see all the love throughout the whole weekend, man, from Juneteenth and Father's Day and just all around, man. We've been in some been like a dark cloud lately for the past few weeks around just America in general and just see that love all weekend. I love to see it, man. Um, for Juneteenth, uh, celebrate like I always do every other weekend. Like we they had like a little fish fry in my apartment complex. I spent most of Juneteenth like on a straight little movie binge. Like I took a break from Game of Thrones. I made the last two seasons of Game of Thrones too, by the way. Like I said, I think each season of the last two has like seven episodes. So next podcast, I would definitely like just give you guys a quick rundown. Not like I did last week, but just a quick little rundown. But yeah, man, season five shit got real. Just know that. But I was on a movie binge all Juneteenth, man. Um, First, I was like, okay, Juneteenth, I'm chilling on the weekend. It's a great weekend. I really want to go to the beach. Like this weekend, but it just them numbers in Florida, bro, just keep spiking. I'm like, damn, I don't want to go to no 
hotel and they don't got their shit in order and I want to go to the beach and lay out, go to a seafood spot. It just, when I see them, like, spiking numbers, bro, I'm like, damn, do I really want to take that trip. Like, I was going to the outlets in the A, and I was like, fam, the 4th of July next week, even though people saying, you know what I'm saying, we celebrating Juneteenth this year, we not doing 4th of July, y'all know damn well. <laughs> y'all know damn well folks go fight them grills up on the 4th still. And the times that we in, people find any any reason to celebrate. So I was like, man, folks gonna be trying to get a Fourth of July fit at the outlets and overcrowding. I could even go to Bath and Body Works last week. They had a damn fifty dollars semi annual sale. I just want to get some damn teak wood uh, candles. That's all I wanted. The two for twenty, but they had these sales and the lines was out the door. And I was like, fam, if I can't even do Bath and Body Works in Columbus. I definitely don't want to take a two-hour drive that up. Uh, well, not two-hour, but probably like an hour 30 drive to Atlanta for the outlets. And I damn sure don't want to take no two-hour plus drive to Florida and risk, you know what I'm saying, catching the shit. And I was like, man, I just wait till the end of the fourth, like I originally planned to do, wait till the end of the fourth, see how things operate, and then, and then see what I can do, man. But I was at the crib. I was like, okay, for the watch these movies, it's Juneteenth, it's a fish fry. I need something to drink. So, if you're in Phoenix City and you know 280, the ABC store is, like, right there. I could easily just went to the ABC store, went back to the crib, good. But me, I'm like, fam, I, I want to get out. I want to see what's going on. I rode all the way from basically Phoenix City, 280, all the way to, uh, I want to say, yeah, Buena Vista Road to the Wild Bills. My mama told me a while ago, she was like, yeah, I don't want to encourage you to buy alcohol because I'm your mom, but just just know the black neighborhoods, the liquor is cheaper. <laughs> like, not cheap. Of course, if you buy a top shelf, like I bought me some Remy, of course you ain't getting no Remy, no cheaper anywhere else. But if you can get a, some Remy $2, $3 cheaper somewhere else, you might as well go there. And then, like, they like they had, like, the little sales and all that. So I had went to the Wild Bills in Columbus. Got me some Remy. Of course, got me some Corona. And I was just chilling Saturday. We had a fish fry. We was outside. Everybody talking. Just having a good time, man. And, um, yeah, salute to everybody who had a good time over the weekend. Good vibes. Good spirits. Like I always say, man, keep your head up during these trying times. This this too shall pass. You know, shout out to Columbus, man. Columbus still showing their support for everything that's going on in the world. Even though I think they had, like, a few um, protests Cancel a few gatherings canceled in the city. I saw people on Facebook that was mad about that. I think like the day of they canceled some things. But Sunday, they had a hundred men in suits walk in Columbus, downtown Columbus, a hundred men in suits. I think they said like over three hundred men and like young men, young like men, young men, and even like young kids come out with suits on walking downtown in solidarity so that was dope to see so shout out to everybody man still pushing the uh the issue forward rest in peace george floyd rest in peace brianna taylor rest in peace amal arbery rest in peace rashard brooks i didn't touch on rashard brooks last week because like i said i was just trying to have a breath of fresh air but i mean we see his situation up in atlanta i mean you can debate i'm not mad at anybody saying you know what i'm saying the the action he took was different than other scenarios, but in my opinion, no matter the scenario, the ending result shouldn't end that that way. 
that could have easily been a quick resolvement. Yo, you're drunk. You're sleeping in the car at the drive-thru. We're the police. Our job is to protect and serve. Like I keep on saying, protect and serve. Let us take you home. Park your car. Let us take you home. You come back tomorrow and get your car. That's a simple conversation that could have had that could have happened, that should have happened. It didn't. And the end result is another black man gunned down by a police officer. No matter the scenario, no matter what he did, off rip, your job is to protect and serve. Sir, you're drunk. Let us park your car. You come back tomorrow and get it. How far do you stay from here? It's our job to make sure you're safe, the public is safe. Let us take you home. That's just my opinion on the situation, though. Brianna, uh, Brianna Taylor, justice for her, justice for Brianna Taylor. Every day I get on social media, still, no arrests have been made in her case. I mean, I don't, I don't get it, man. I, I just don't get it. Justice for Brianna Taylor, and rest in peace to all the souls that we lost. Um, but on a lighter note, on a lighter note, all my SEC fans, not even all of y'all, two teams, I'm just calling out. Alabama Crimson Tide, Georgia Bulldogs. Y'all, both of y'all, get ready. Alabama, 2027 and 2028. It's been signed. Ohio State, Alabama will have a home versus home series, home, whatever they want to call it. 2027 and 2028. Alabama, Ohio State. For years, y'all been killing me. When y'all go keep, when y'all go put us on the schedule, y'all scared of SEC. Woop de woop. Never want to mention we just beat y'all in 2015, 2014, 2015. In the first uh first playoff, we beat y'all. We beat Oregon, won the national championship. Y'all just want to skip over that. But 2027, 2028, we'll see y'all. 2030, 2031, Georgia Bulldogs, we'll see y'all. Now, of course I'm happy about it. I've been one ACC teams. I only hate the fact that a lot of these deals get signed, like, real deal, a decade early. So each team, who knows the climate of each team by then. But I'm happy about it. And I say, shit, we need to go ahead and book Auburn for 20. Shit, we need to book Auburn for 2024 or something, something sooner. Shit, I'd love to see that. So Georgia, Alabama, y'all getting Ohio State in a few more years. We got a good little man to go till that. But that news came out about Alabama. Thought I should just share it with y'all. Also, yesterday, Sunday, The Undertaker announces his retirement from the WWE. Undertaker, like I said a few weeks ago on the podcast, he's been having his last ride docuseries on the WWE Network. I think I need to watch the last two episodes. I watched the first three. The last one I watched, I think it was about him and Sean and him and Triple H match. And the last two, I think he took one week off. And the last two of air, and I think they said at the end of the last episode, he officially announced his retirement. Of course, all the kids my age, my age group, we grew up on The Undertaker. Uh, but I ain't gonna lie, it wasn't like no all oh, Undertaker retired. He should have been retired. Like I said, it, I said it on the podcast a couple weeks ago. I like, bro, should have been retired. But I guess it's just like the fact that, damn, like, okay, he, he retired. Because we thought, like I said, we thought when him and Triple H fought, and him, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, 
They was at the end of at the end of the era match and all that. I thought that was it. Now that had me sad. I was like, damn, these the last three of the Attitude Era. But he announced it. Of course, it's like okay, he retired. But we all know Bret should have been retired. He's he's barely even around anymore unless it's like WrestleMania or something. But legend nonetheless, certified Hall of Famer nonetheless. Uh, he should probably he might be in the Hall of Fame this up and coming WrestleMania. Uh, that should be a no-brainer. I don't think in wrestling they have a two-year waiting period or nothing like that. I think as soon as you retire, you can get into the Hall of Fame, that up-and-coming WrestleMania. So I'm sure Undertaker's going to be in there. It's definitely officially not the end of the era. And, uh, yeah, I think they said uh, Vince is trying to add fans back into the mix at the Performance Center, but I don't know. And I also saw a few reports over the weekend, like up to seven, eight wrestlers from NXT to AEW to even, the, I think, some indie uh, promotions of abuse charges. And uh, it was just shocking. Like, that shit was coming out. You would have thought it was like how NBA free agency, how Wolves just be dropping bombs on NBA free agency. That's how it was for wrestling over the weekend with these abuse charges and it was disturbing to see, disturbing to hear, like, whether you know the wrestler or not. Like, when I came and talked about the Chris Benoit documentary on YouTube, that's just always in my thought. Like, I like, damn. Like, when wrestlers go kind of wild, we know what the result can be. Like, the Chris Benoit story, like, just seeing what the police said they saw at the house and the computer searches, that just a different kind of mindset, man. I just hope. Like, everything is cool with the wrestlers. Like, hopefully, you know what I'm saying, no drug uses involved or alcoholism or anything like that. But, yeah, that was very, very disturbing to see, man. And last but not least, before I get into music, well, technically, this is music-related, but this is separate from, like, albums and all that. Uh, my guy, Benny the Butcher, Benny from Griselda, his tiny desk. <laughs> Benny has a tiny desk. Like, I seen, uh, I see a few people on Tiny Days, like, you wouldn't expect, like, T.I., Gucci, Wu-Tang Clan. Like, they've been having, like, rappers here and there. I think they had Zaytoven on Tiny Days. But the thing about Zaytoven was he did it by himself, but technically Future, I think they said Future canceled last minute. And Zaytoven like, man, I am I know how to do this shit by myself. I don't need Future here, but. So Zaytoven did one by himself, but they said that Zaytoven one was supposed to be with him in future. But Tiny Desk is like, you got, like I said, artists from Gucci T.I. to Her, to Lucky Day, to Tyler the Creator, to Thundercat, Matt Miller, of course, rest in peace, Matt, Anderson Park, Erica Badu, Common, Chance. Like, they got a wide variety of artists they uh, have. And Benny the Butcher, he has just came out. He's doing his from his house because, of course, this quarantine situation. So uh, check that out. And check out Alex Isley also for my R&B heads out there. Alex Isley. I had her on a few of my playlists throughout the podcast. Check her out. And check out her uh, tiny desk. She's very, very talented. And uh, can't wait to hear more from her. But we have a good bit of music news to get to, from new albums to miscommunication through music. All that and a little bit more sprinkling in between, man. So sit back, relax. Some more Stash House podcast. Make sure you guys follow all my social media accounts, my personal and for the podcast. 
right, first up with new music, I do got to let you guys know, Black, my guy Black announced he has a six-song EP coming out, I believe, this week. I want to say Wednesday. I may be wrong. Do not quote me because you guys know albums and mostly albums come out on Friday. I think it's coming out on Wednesday, though, but don't quote me. I think it's coming out Wednesday, but do not quote me. But nonetheless, Black has a new EP coming out. I'm looking forward to it. I enjoyed that ATL freestyle song he had. And Black, like, whole marketing team, like, ever since he came out, they've killed his marketing, his rollout for his albums and everything. And I think this one is like a sign-up on an email newsletter or something like that, and you're going to get it. You may get it before it comes out officially or something like that, but Black, like, he just a different thinker, and I really appreciate those type of guys, especially this day and age where you can wake up Thursday and just be like, oh, somebody announced their album coming out in a few hours on a Friday. But the rollout, like, when we was growing up, that was the thing. Like, you go to TRL, you go to Wonderson Park, you got the photo shoots, you got the in-store signing. And now with social media, that kind of took away all that. But just seeing artists do the rollout, like, I, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate Black, and, of course, he's one of my favorite. And I just said... Um, I was waiting on some new black too a couple podcasts ago, so that's dope to see. Uh, Anderson Pop released a new record, Lockdown, along with the video slash short film. Anderson Pop, very, very dope. I'm going to touch on Anderson Pop a little bit later too with this no name J. Cole. It's nothing dealing with him. It just, I got to mention him again in that. But check that out Anderson Pop, Lockdown. Uh, Wale dropped a new EP, about a six, seven song EP. Uh, basically, man, like, the only way I can really describe it is, like, like, everybody been saying groovy revolution. Like, he's talking about what's going on now, like, the times we in now, but the beat selection is kind of, like, on some low-key soul train groovy type of vibe. Like, the first song, cool. Like, he got a couple songs that's cool, but, you know, Wale gonna get that hate off real. Like, he just one of those artists, like, you're going to get the jokes, like, like I said, he had one of the better albums last year. His uh, album last year was one of the better albums, but he's still going to get the jokes. Like, no matter what he does, because in the past, he showed that he's just so emotional. Now it's just like, fam, no matter what you do, like, we support you. You know what I'm saying? You stand for the culture, black people. We, we, we appreciate that, but you're just that one person in the family who's going to get the jokes regardless. But... Get a little seven-song EP. I'm not mad at it. Uh, but, yeah, it's like a groovy revolution type. Like, it's like D.C. Like, he from D.C. with the uh, their culture with that. So, I see where he coming from. I'm not mad at it. Uh, and, of course, my boy Currency, man. Currency, new EP uh, with Fuse from 808 Mafia. And uh, I was one of those uh, Currency fans. I know I'm a Currency, like, fan fan, like, fan fan fan. But when he made that little shift to start working with 808 Mafia a couple years ago, I was like, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm so used to currency being currency, ski beats, currency, monster beats, currency, Harry Fraud, and of course, uh, currency and Alchemist. So when he did that 808 switch up for a minute with 808 Mafia, it took me a while to really rock with it. Like, he he's rapping about the same stuff, but it just... I'm more of a currency laid back 
type of guy more than a currency with the beating down your block beats. Like I, it's cool, but I rarely go back to his 808 Mafia uh, collab tapes. But it's still good music. Make sure you check that out. Currency Infused. Uh, spring cleaning is called. So make sure you guys check that out. And, man, Tiana Taylor, bro. Tiana Taylor drops her album called The Album. And if you know about a couple years ago, uh, when Kanye West had the whole good music rollout, it was like right after he came out with the uh, Make America Great Again hat. Uh, of course, the Pusha T album, Daytona, started it off. And he had, it was Pusha T uh, album, Kanye West album, Kanye West and uh, Kid Cudi album, Nas album, and Tiana Taylor album. And it was like a, all of them produced by Kanye West. All of them were like six, about six, seven songs each. Of course, the best one out of all of them, in my opinion, easily the Pusha T album. And that's by a mile. Like, I wasn't mad to tell the Taylor album then to keep the same energy. But, like, it's seven songs. I automatically don't listen to the last two. Like, the last two I automatically just don't listen to. And the rest is just kind of a decent, but we know the potential of Tiana Taylor. Uh, of course, we know her from Sweet, my Super Sweet Sixteen back in the day when it first first came on. Uh, the thing about Tiana with me, one, I had to get like she had to find her right pocket for me when it comes to the R and B sound, because of course she like she's a, of course you know she's a woman. She got a husband, Iman Shumpert. They have a daughter together, and they just announced they have another child on the way. But we know Tiana Taylor for being the tomboyish type, the dancer, and she's an artist. So for her just finding her pocket for me, that was one thing I was like, well, I wonder if she'll ever find that pocket that I can really listen to her with. And this album, man, I can't lie, this album was a good step in the right direction. Like it's like 20-something songs off rip. That had me kind of scared because I was like, okay, I didn't even know she was dropping the album. Like I've been like out the music loop all week like i haven't been in the music this is something i really want to listen to like i've been on freddie gibbs still <laughs> like <laughs> freddie gibbs and Westside, that whole little bunch of uh, artists so they're like yeah tiana taylor new album then i saw people sharing yo this song tiana taylor with erica badu and i was like oh okay <laughs> i said oh all right let me check it out she got a song with erica badu it's only i gotta check it out now so i went I saw it was like 20-something songs. I was like, uh, okay. But it was like 20 songs of like just a great feel. Like it's not like a slow song comes, then the next song just boom, 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 bap tight. It's like it, it flows really good together. And the thing that really had me like, okay, cool, I can just let this album play out. I started it from the beginning. I want to say the first the first song is like, I guess, I don't know if it's Iman Shumpert or I don't know what it is, but it's like they calling you, uh, Water Broke, whatever, whatever. So I'm like, okay, this this is a good way to start your album, the album that you wanted. Because the album that she dropped a couple years ago with Kanye, like she real deal, like said it like on the interview, like the album I heard the night before was not the album that came out the next day. I didn't even know my album was coming out the next the day it came out. So like it was just so much miscommunication between her and Kanye with that album and Mike Dean. So 
the reason she calling this the album, I guess this the album that she really want to put out. So the first is like, I guess, you know what I'm saying, her breaking her water, whatever, whatever. The next song, the first person I hear on the next song, on the on the smooth vibe beat is Rick Ross. I'm automatically sold. I was like, yo, what the fuck? I said, Rick Ross starting this album? I said, bet, I'm locked in now. And I just let it play the whole way. The Erica Badu song is great. The Iman Shump, Iman Shumper got a feature on there, bro. I know he rap, but eh, when basketball players rap, like I heard Dame Lilla good. Like I've been hearing like over the years, different rappers, I mean different basketball players are some good rappers, but it's kind of hard for me. Like I grew up when Kobe tried it, when Allen Iverson tried it, and it was Shaq, of course. So it's like when I hear it, I be like, okay, cool, they rap, but I don't really rush to go listen to it. But Iman Shepard had a feature on there, and it was straight. I can't lie. It was straight. And, of course, you know, they married, and they got their kind of relationship they got going on. So he spazzed on it. I can't lie. But overall, that's a great project, man. Y'all make sure y'all check out the Tiana Taylor album. It's called The Album. She talking some shit on there, too, now. I can't. Because, like, when you see her videos from her concert, like, she giving women lap dances, and it's very, it's very, very provocative. It's a very provocative album, but I liked it. I like that type of talk from a woman on, on, like, on music. Like, I love that shit. Like, give me, like, R&B Trina, R&B Nicki Minaj type vibe. Like, talk that type of talk to me. I love that. And speaking of uh, that type of talk, shout out to QC, man. QC executed the City Girls perfect. Because I was wondering. I was like, of course, I don't listen to it, but just from a business mind, like, I see what QC doing. I've been seeing QC built from the ground up. So I always pay attention to what they're doing. Of course, the Lil Baby record came out. That was dope to see. And I didn't realize it until somebody else told me. They was like, yeah, bro, you realize in that video, Lil Baby video, he not wearing no jewelry or nothing like that. I was like, you know what? That is dope. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I was wondering. I was like, yo, JT been out for a minute. Been out of jail for a minute. City Girls was on fire while she was gone. And, of course, Young Miami got pregnant. So, I was like, what's the holdup with City Girls? And as soon as stuff started to open back a little bit, bam, there they go, album. And I was like, you know what I'm saying? That was dope. No matter what, how you feel about QC or how you feel about their artists, you got to salute them boys being the mindset. Like, just knowing, like, right like right now is the perfect time for City Girls. That's why I keep on saying with different artists. Like, when I was growing up, like, probably early high school, we knew when the summertime come, we was about to get some heat from certain artists. Like, when Travis Porter then was out, Travis Porter going to set you right for spring break in the summertime. They're going to drop at least two projects before spring break and right when the summertime hit. When the winter came, you know that's when the lyrical dude is going to come out. When it get cold outside, the only thing you do is just chill and just bunch up in the cold. That's when all the lyrical miracle guys about to come out with something. So now I'm like, fam, can we just get back to that? Like Wiz, Wiz should know his fans want something just chill. We don't want to see these mainstream features and all that. Fam, just grab currency for one. Shit, Rick Ross for one. Give Amber Rose a skit. Bring Juicy J back in the mix. And then you got you a good little project with. Artists should know. I just want to know, do artists really know or they just don't care at this point?
But QC obviously cares because they got the women's like they straight now. Nah, the women are good for the summer. They got some new city girls. Even if it ain't all that good, they're gonna make one or two songs play for the rest of the summer. That's a guarantee. So shout out to QC, man, dropping that city girls on time. Lil Baby still going crazy. Lil Baby still got it. And he got his artist. What's his name? 42 Doug. His Lil Baby artist. He going crazy right now. Migos, y'all can just chill out. Migos, y'all can chill out. Lil Yachty, you can chill out. Lil Baby, City Girls, they they got QC, like, good to go. So make sure y'all check out that new music, man. Uh, pay attention for Black this up this week. A six-song EP should be coming out from him. Anderson Park released a new record, Lockdown. Wale released a new EP. Currency uh, released a new EP. And that Tiana Taylor, uh, the album, she dropped it uh, over the weekend also. So make sure you guys check those out. And, of course, the little kerfuffle, whatever you want to call it, over the week between J. Cole and No Name. To be honest with y'all, I'm a fan of both. Big fan of both. Um, J. Cole, I saw live. In 2017, for his For Your Eyes Only concert. Last year, I saw No Name live. She was uh, one of the openers for Anderson Pop. And I knew No Name before then. Of course, that's why I went. It was No Name, Anderson Pop, and Thundercat. And I listened to all three of them. And that was just a whole different vibe to what I'm used to when it comes to concerts. And that whole weekend was great. Shout out to everybody who was there for that weekend. Uh, so I'm a fan of both of these guys. I mean, both of these people. I'm sorry. Uh, no Name, who's a woman. J. Cole, of course, you guys know him. So I'm a fan of both. And uh, a couple weeks ago, me and my boy AJ were talking about this. A few weeks ago, No Name put a tweet out saying, these artists y'all love who sold records. I'm just paraphrasing it. I'm not reading directly what she said. These artists y'all love who've who been talking about black plight for years on their albums. They're quiet right now. Where they at? Whoop de whoop. Twitter took it as she calling out J. Cole and Twitter, J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar. Me and AJ saw it. We was like, why would she call out Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole? Not only have they been talking about this for years on record, they've actually been in the mix. Kendrick Lamar, he's from Compton. He's literally from the home of the men named NWA who made fuck the police. Kendrick Lamar is from Compton, California. He's been around this his entire life. <laughs> and he gives back to Compton. He has an annual Christmas concert in the middle of Watts. <laughs> and he's out and about. And he does stuff low-key to begin with. Everybody is not like these young guys. Everybody does not get on Instagram and show, yeah, I just gave this to this organization. Yo, look how much, look how much. This is going to cost for a feature from me. Yo, this the new ice I just bought from Johnny Dang or whatever. You do got artists who just shut the fuck up and let their business talk for themselves. You know what I'm saying? You do got artists who don't give a damn about being in front of the camera, who don't give a damn about being on Instagram. They live their real life. They're really out here trying to help outside of music. And J. Cole, you just go on YouTube just go on YouTube, type in J. Cole documentary. He has like three of them. It is not like no backstage, behind the scenes of the tour documentary. This man is really in the studio in his documentary. He in the studio. 
And he's literally in the same city, on the same streets, with some of the black men who were gunned down by police, were shot down at. He's standing right there. Like, the people in the neighborhood were like, yeah, he was right here. He ran up here. This is where he fell at. And this is where he eventually died. J. Cole is standing right there at the spot where these men have died at. Like, they in the neighborhood, yeah, man, we used to always kick it right here by this tree. J. Cole just out there, like, just soaking it in, like... He wanted to be in the in the community where these people were like born and raised there. Like he's literally out there. If he's not out there, he's in the studio. So when No Name said that, I was like, nah, anybody would know that J. Cole and Kendrick does stuff in real life and not just for music terms. It should be no name. But she never really said J. Cole. She never said Kendrick. Just Twitter took it and ran with it. And we just left it at that. Then J. Cole come back with a song called Snow on the Bluff. I automatically assumed that it was about what's going on in the world right now. So I listened to it once, once or twice. And I was like, okay, he's spitting. I'm hearing the lyrics. And I'm like, okay, he sound, he's talking about the no-name tweet. Automatically, I, it, like, it wasn't no if ands, or buts about it. Like, when I heard the lyrics, I was like, oh, I said, oh, damn, he talking about, he mentioning the, the, the tweet and stuff. It's got to be about the tweet. So, okay, cool, whatever, whatever. I didn't think nothing of it. I heard the lyrics. I heard the lyrics, what he was saying. I was like, okay, Cole saying, uh, I know you think I know what's going on, but I'm just like everybody else, queen. Like, show me the way, because apparently even I didn't know this. Like, I'm a no-name music fan, but, like, I don't know nothing about her background or nothing like that. Apparently, she's, like, heavy, heavy into, like, doing community work. She got, like, a book club. She's, like, she's an activist, activist. Like, I did not even know that. Like, you can go to her Twitter. You don't, I mean, her Instagram, you don't see none of that. Like, I just saw her tweeting throughout this week. So, I was like, damn, I didn't even know she was, like, heavy activist like that. I didn't know that. So, when J. Cole said that, combined with... Yeah, everybody like, yeah, like, no name, like, an activist, activist. I was like, oh, it make all the sense in the world then. He's saying, yo, one, we know each other. Let's get that out the way. I didn't even mention that yet. They know each other. They have mutual friends. This could have easily been, yo, Ari Lennox, hook me up with name, hook, hook me up with uh, no name, no name. Yo, Ari, let me get cold number real quick. Let's talk about this. That's It could have been avoided. All, like, the music, the back and forth, the tweeting each other. From both sides, they could have just easily picked up the phone and called each other. Easily. But they didn't, and now it's out to the public, so this is where we at with it. So, it made all the sense. I was like, okay, J. Cole asking her, like, yo, enlighten me, basically. Like, you you more active than I am. Enlighten me. And Twitter took that and made a whole kerfuffle about it. Cole tweeted. Then Cole tweeted the next day, good morning. I stand by everything I said in that song. <laughs> I need to know what's really going on. Let me know. That's all I'm asking y'all. Just tell her to let me know what's going on. I stand by what I said. I didn't say nothing wrong. I didn't disrespect her in any type of way. And I really felt like, bro, he didn't disrespect her. I was like, he really did just asking her, like, yo, can you enlighten me more? I'm not just, I know it looks like I know what's going on, but I really don't. So enlighten me, please. Then she came back with a song. Uh, song 33 came with a song song 33 like a minute 33 long quick side note about that song song 33 i did just tyler being tyler her song is produced by mad lib mad lib produced pinata bandana for freddie gibbs uh very very popular producer 
Uh, he produced for MF Doom. Really, if you don't know Mad Lib, you just don't know Mad Lib. But check out, uh, find a playlist on YouTube or something and check out his music. It's dope. But I didn't never mention this on the podcast. Even while talking about Freddie Gibbs' album and all that, I never mentioned this on the podcast. When I was young, in like 2003, I used to love playing Tony Hawk Underground. It was this one song on Tony Hawk Underground. Because, you know, Tony Hawk Underground, the old Madden, and, like, SmackDown vs. Raw, SmackDown vs. Raw 2006 or 2007, one of those two. Those three games, or those four games, Real Deal had me, that when I started, like, listening to more genres of music. Because before then, I was just straight rap, rap, Lil Wayne, Ludacris, T.I., Lil John, all that. But when I started listening to, like, Tony Hawk Underground, like, the rock songs and all that, that's when I real did started, like, watching MTV, just learning different genres. But there was a song on Tony Hawk Underground. It's like a skater song. Like, if you watch, like, skate videos and all that, you know what I'm talking about. But if you don't, you just don't. But it was just a song like, I used to love just skating to on Tony Hawk Underground. And I never knew what it was. I never knew. So, of course, you know, the power of YouTube, just type in Tony Hawk Underground soundtrack. And I found it. And it was, it's the song. The song is called Low Class Conspiracy by a guy named Quasimodo. Quasimodo, Low Class Conspiracy from Tony Hawk Underground. Uh, I had it on PlayStation 2. One of my favorite songs on Tony Hawk Underground. And I was like, yo, what is Quasimodo got? What he's up to now? That's why I was, I'm looking it over. I'm like, what, who is Quasimodo? Quasimodo is Mad Lib's alter ego, his rap name, basically. He didn't want to be called Mad Lib rapping, so he made an alter ego named Quasimodo. And when you see his videos, he's like a little, I don't know what to call it. It's not an action figure. It's like an animation type of guy. Like, it's not Mad Lib. You don't see Mad Lib face. But... That's just my strange fact about Mad Lib that I never forgot. I never mentioned on the podcast that he has a song under the alter ego of Quasimodo called Low Class, Conspir- Low Class Conspiracy, which was my favorite, one of my favorite songs on Tony Hawk Underground growing up as a kid. I just never shared that, but salute to Mad Lib because I was like, who the fuck is Quasimodo? And I looked it up, and they was like, yeah, he's the alter ego of producer Mad Lib for Mad Lib's rap career. And that, like, please check it out. Like, that shit just bring back memory. I hope Tony Hawk, I see he's uh, doing Pro Skater or whatever. He need to remaster Tony Hawk Underground, one and two, man. But sorry to go off topic, but Mad Lib produced Song 33 for No Name, and that's my strange fact about Mad Lib. Uh, and her song is basically like, uh, yo, you replying to my tweet in a song and all this and that. Like I said before, all this could have been easily like even Ari is like, yes, queen, speak your mind, queen. And somebody coming like, fam, ain't she talking about your boss? <laughs> she was like, yeah. I'm like, fam, y'all could have just easily like leave the social media shit alone, especially in times like this. Both of y'all just leave social media alone. Pick up the phone. Call me. FaceTime me. Let's talk about this behind the scenes. Then we can come out with a song together and <laughs> do what we're supposed to do. 
You know what I'm saying? But that's where we at with it. Uh, I think No Name tweeted that she mad that she put it out. She put Song 33 out now. Uh, she need to focus more on the actual real life aspect of things. And I don't know, but apparently, like, Twitter was in a big riff over it. I wasn't really in tune with it. Like, I heard the songs, and I was confused about why everybody else was up in the uproar about him. Uh, Chance the Rapper just, he just on the sideline hyping no name up, saying, yeah, Cole, you took an L. And everybody like, Chance, if you don't shut your ass up with that weak-ass album you just came out with. <laughs> so, it's just crazy, man. I was waiting, really, I was waiting on Ice Cube or Ice-T to tweet both of them, shut the hell up. That's what I was waiting on. Cause Ice Cube probably been my my favorite tweeter for like the past three weeks, and I was waiting on him. I'm like I know damn well y'all ain't talking about no damn no name of J Cole. While we got all this, I was waiting on Ice Cube to go at him, but he never did. But like I said, man, I just miscommunication. Both of them could have picked the phone up. No name off rip with the tweet, and people just automatically assuming she's talking about Kendrick and Cole. She never cleared it up who she was talking about. My opinion, I like why you why would they why would y'all even suggest Kendrick and Cole when Kendrick and Cole been putting in the groundwork for over a decade now? J. Cole's is documented. Kendrick Lamar is documented. What they what they've been saying in their music and what they've been doing in their respective communities. And J. Cole even been going out to these places where these young men have been gunned down at and going into going into the community, talking to the people. They like they really did like having conversations on how to fix police brutality. This been going on. Kendrick Lamar, born in Compton, California, home of NWA. You know what kind of music they was making. They they been telling you about the police and all that. So you just man, not only do these artists have to just sit back and think before they tweet, but the power of the phone in your hand, you bound to say anything at any given time, man. It's cool to just even when you just tweeting just regular shit. Just cool to just. Think about it before you post it, man. And uh, go back to communication, man. Communication skills. See how quick we get thrown off, man? Just that just that simple. We was in solidarity, and now all of a sudden, no name is J. Cole going at it. What kind of word is that when no name is J. Cole? And I saw a lot of people saying, you know, they don't know who no name is. If you don't know who no name is, you just don't know who no name is then. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't lower... You know what I'm saying? The importance of what she's saying or what J. Cole is saying. It just, just do your research, man. There's nothing wrong with doing a little research. And you know, J. Cole don't even respond to stuff like that. So it's like, damn, J. Cole responding to her. Let me see what she's talking about. And she's a dope artist, man. She's a dope artist. No name is real dope. I actually love to see them two make a song together. That would have probably just killed all this. They just would have picked up the phone. Just like, all right, I understand. Hey, hey look. Let's do a song. Like how everybody doing these songs and the donations going to these different organizations. Let's do a song. I got a good, that's a good story for the song. Like you, we going back and forth. You enlightening me and I'm saying, oh, I thought this was a good way. And you saying, well, we can do it this way. That's a great, that's a great song they could do together. But who knows what we'll get. 2020 has constantly showed us anything can happen at any given time, man. So, Everybody's working on their communication skills, and you'll see how easy it is to navigate.
I want to appreciate y'all for tuning in. This has been episode 79 of Stash House Podcast. Everybody go out, stay safe, be mindful of your surroundings. I catch y'all here same time next week. Keep me in your prayers. I'll do the same for y'all. Salute.